This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Liverpool are finally back in Premier League action for the first time in four weeks after what felt like the longest international break of all time. And of course, with that, the post-game podcast is back too. Welcome along, everyone. I'm your host today, Patrick Smith, and we're going to dissect yet another disappointing draw for the Reds as they're held 3 all at Anfield by Brighton. Roberto Firmino's brace and an own goal weren't enough to stop Leandro Trossard's stunning hat-trick and the visitors a point, a draw which is Liverpool's fourth in their first seven Premier League matches. Stick around with us here, though, because we've got all the reaction you need. Paul Gorst and Ian Doyle's verdict from Anfield, Jürgen Klopp's press conference, and the voice of the fans with our view from the cop reaction. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel. Hello everybody and welcome to Anfield where Liverpool have been involved in a six-goal thriller which showed everything that's great about football, didn't it, Paul? It didn't really, of course. Liverpool 2-0 down after, what was it, 18 minutes? And I think it's fair to say by the time that it uh, got to the half-hour mark, Brighton should have been about 4-0 up. Hmm. It was just one of those games, wasn't it? I mean, what, what, I mean we can, people can watch the game and see what happened in it, but we can talk here about what do you think is actually going wrong for Liverpool at the moment? Well, accepting that Brighton are having a good season. Yeah. This was their first game under a new manager. There was a certain sense of the unknown because Liverpool didn't really know what to expect, although obviously it turned out that Brighton played pretty much the same way they have been doing under Graham Potter this season. But for Liverpool to go 2-0 down in the manner they did, as I said, it did look as though they could be three or four down by mm. the time it gets to the half-hour mark. And this is at Anfield as well. Yeah, I wonder how much we actually went into it this week because Klopp said something yesterday in his press conference along the lines of, but we can't really look at Roberto Deserbi's set pieces, for example, at Shakhtar because he might be completely different to Brighton or Sassuolo where he's been in his career and he said in his press comments that neither didn't know what to expect from Brighton because it's a brand new manager coming in off the back of the international break. No real kind of um, you know recent history to analyse. So I wonder how much work actually Liverpool did in terms of assessing the opponents because they were completely shell-shocked weren't they, inside 20 minutes. I mean, having said that, I mean... Mark Trossard would be quite a good plan, given the fact that you know he, he, <laughs> yeah. was, so he was left alone for certainly two of the goals. Wasn't it? The last goal, the equalising goal. I mean, you, you could see we say we were watching the game. We could see there's no one near him. There's no one near him. There's no one near him. Well, the cross yeah. comes in and he scores. Yeah, I mean, Klopp, Klopp was a pains yesterday to stress that defending is a kind of unit thing, isn't it? And you can't really point the finger at Trent Alexander-Arnold and say Liverpool are playing poorly at the back because of the right back. Um, but he, he wasn't good today, was he? I think he was. Lowest rated in your ratings, he wasn't was, he? Yes. Um, and, you know, two of the goals have, have come directly from that side of his. And then the third one, the cross has come in from the left as well, hasn't it? And Trossard's finished it off at the back post. So, uh, I mean, we, we can stand here all night and talk about Liverpool's problems. There's not enough pressure on, on the ball from the midfield. They're not really getting too much support for the front men. Salah seems far too wide, far too isolated at times. Um, there's just so many problems with Liverpool at the moment and, and they just look completely different from the team who were just kind of demolishing teams really towards the not so much May because they, they fell behind in quite a lot of those games but they played they were coming up to like 55 56 you know games a season there but certainly from January onwards January to about the end of April they looked like a world-class team didn't they they don't look anywhere near that now I don't know you know we as I say there's so many issues that you can sit here and dissect and they can't even look at the injuries anymore because 
that midfield today. They could, they could possibly a little bit. I mean, early you look, you on, you could, I mean, you could even in this game because you look at weirdly, you know, the two centre backs weren't in by any way awful, but Canati is a player who could come yeah. in and he might offer something different. You look at, you know, people have been calling for Simicas to be playing, and I don't think I've ever seen him play a worse game for mm. Liverpool than he played today. And they couldn't bring on Robertson, who he is injured. Yeah, you had to bring Milner on to play at left back, which he did okay. You know, I know people will say he got caught out for the last goal, but you know, it should never have. You know, where was the left winger? I think you mentioned before there was no kind of joined up thinking down either flank, I think defensively. Mm. While Alexander Arnold was, let's be honest, he was terrible. Yeah. You know, but he wasn't getting a lot of help from Salah. He did get a little bit from Henderson, but then when Henderson went off, because he had an, he, could only, he could only play an hour because he's been injured, yeah. Yeah, then Liverpool kind of lost the initiative a little bit, even if they did gain the lead during the. I think it was just after Henderson had gone off with. Probably Trent's corner, wasn't it? Yeah, well, um, I mean, for all the kind of things that you get from Harvey Elliott in possession and on the ball, he doesn't offer you the same protection that Henderson does, does he, to, to Trent? And, and that was obvious from the, from the third goal where the cross comes in, in from the left. You know, the, the runner, Trent can't go with the runner because he's, he's marking the man in possession. And cross comes in and, and Trossard having the kind of game that he'll probably you know, never have again, will he? I mean, he's, he's a good player, but become the first player to score a hat-trick at Anfield as an opposition player since Andre Arshavin back in 2009 and um, just things that you know most things that are going wrong for Liverpool at the moment you can kind of dissect and analyse but Liverpool have had a month to look at it and get it right but and maybe that's been the problem and... they haven't really had a month have they? they did have a couple of games that time it's been a month since they played the Premier League game yeah. but they've been certainly with the um, the Wolves game they've been preparing for that and it's like oh now it's not happening. So I do wonder whether yeah. they'd have certain plans. And obviously they had the internationals, which is why we didn't start today. We didn't see um, Diaz play from the start. Yeah. Whereas he came on and made a difference. But Cavallio didn't really do much, certainly, on the, on the left flank. And it's hard for players like him. He could be somebody who, who'd come in and make a difference. But he's done it when he's come off the bench. And I think that's kind of where he's at at the moment. And you don't really want him to be helping carry a team because it was noticeable when he went off Liverpool became a lot more mm. of a threat going forward and in the second half for, the, for about 20 minutes Liverpool well, say they were all over Brighton but they actually did reasonably well they got the two goals and there were a couple of other glimpses and, but you always thought I think Klopp said it in the, afterwards didn't he you always thought that there was always a chance Brighton was going to score again to make it 3-0 yeah he said didn't he? as soon as it went to 3-2 he was never convinced at all that um, Liverpool were going to win the game and that's quite telling really isn't it you know when you think the manager has seen his team go ahead and he's still not convinced that they're going to win and you know they're at home it's against Brighton who admittedly are in great form having a superb season but they're not a Premier League heavyweight are they by any stretch so I thought that was quite telling there was a nervousness around the ground that was you know Klopp hinted that it was reminiscent of, of years ago when Liverpool didn't quite have the squad or team that they've got now so, um, I think the fans aren't daft to a certain extent they can see yeah. that certain things aren't quite right I mean you look at individual players such as Fabinho who you know, we, we spent it during the game again. He was he was not he wasn't particularly great no, at all, no. was he? He's, he hasn't had a good season at all, has he? But he's not alone in that respect. But after seventy-five minutes, I was looking at the clock there behind us, and, and I was thinking this game seems to be going by really slowly. And I think that's because Liverpool had the lead, but we knew that this was a game that was so fraught and it could have went either way. And um, in the end, Brighton fully deserved the draw. Liverpool. Showed a bit of character to get back mm. from 2 0 down, but they need to start starting games quicker because it's it's been something that's blighted them from the back end of last season, hasn't it? You know, going behind and then switching on and then adapting and adjusting and coming into the game. You're not going to get away with that every week, so the sooner they kind of 
rid themselves of that and start starting games with the right mentality at the right tempo, then we might start to see this team put together a little bit of a run, but until that happens, it, it won't happen. I mean, just finish on something that, you know, interesting points up front where Roberto Firmino started. And overall, his game wasn't particularly like so many Liverpool players, wasn't 100%, he wasn't anywhere near his best. Took his two goals really, really well. But you got a player who could ultimately become Liverpool's record yeah. signing on the bench, and he only comes on for like two or three minutes at the end. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because Liverpool went 3-2 up, and then you can sort of see the wisdom of keeping Nunes in reserve and kicking his heels on the sidelines, but then he comes on with two minutes to go. You know, as soon as, soon as Brighton went 3 all he should have, should have been brought on. And, there's another five, six minutes have passed there before he's been able to get on the pitch and mm. he's barely had a kick and that would have rankled because he, he scored for Uruguay in the midweek and he would have been itching to, to get on the pitch and, and try and do the business today and still waiting for his Liverpool career to take flight and there are 101 reasons why it hasn't so far but another week goes by. So just the 31 Premier League games to go everybody. Cheerio. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Would you like to go first, Chris? I don't understand you. You are not loud enough. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, if everyone hammers and honest, it's not the first time that we saw a similar situation. Maybe the amount of situation we saw was a bit different, um, where we where the ball was kicked high in different units, but it's, that's a sign for something, and the sign is that, um, uh, yeah, that the confidence level is now not um, extraordinarily high. And in our situation, the things you you want to have, you, if you have um, getting confidence back. Uh, you want to keep it and increase it. You want to um, build on that, and um, yeah, we, it was obvious that uh, the first goal, especially, and then the second goal didn't help on that. And you do the, um, the the setup of Brighton <laughs> surprised us um, because we had no idea what they will do. It was, like, was clear, we could not use one situation of Brighton from the last week. They, they had obviously already before a good setup with Graham Potter and then um, now with um, Roberto, he did obviously exactly the right things with them. And, uh, and so, but that's not new. That happens quite frequently, to be honest. Uh, but usually adapt quicker. And before we adapted, we were 2-0 we we down then. Then we understood better what they did and I did and reacted better on it. Kept them on the outside, but the, the, the gaps were not that open anymore. They could not play each ball anymore, anymore through the half spaces. Um, so four hours out back into the game. Then uh, two, two, one, two, two, three, two. And then you see again, and that's, you watch long enough football games here. We had these kind of situations years ago when we were one, only one goal up. Then it happens quite frequently that everybody was nearly got nearly heart attack because we were just not convincing in these moments where we then get a counter attack, be compact, these kind of things. So it was, and that's what reminded me um, on that a little bit today. So I cannot say that. Um, I was 100% convinced that we will not concede a goal um, when we were 3-2 up. Um, 
and then scored a goal. We should have defended all three goals better. That's no doubt about that. But um, in different areas, not a last moment already earlier, we should have defended better. Um, yeah, we scored three three, and that feels again like a defeat. Even when it's not a defeat, um, and we have to fight through this. Um, the boys can play much better. My job is to create a situation where they can deliver. Um, and for that you need stability, consistency, and you, you get that with top defending. And obviously we didn't defend top in the beginning and then not even during the game. There were always situations. They were really dangerous. Also. We, we had then much better moments. And I think it was absolutely fine that we went 3-2 up. Um, but then we we were not sitting deep, we were not attacking high, we were somewhere in between. And that's how they got their moments still. I don't know how many situations today I saw today where they, the, the offensive players could just turn between the lines. <laughs> Horrendous, really horrible to watch. And um, again, that's the same job um, that you have when you are winning all the time. Uh, just more difficult because you have to uh, you have to create uh, a situation where the boys uh, where you can make it easier for the boys to to deliver. That's what I said. Tom. Yeah, it was just something you alluded to um, when it got to three two. It felt like you were never more vulnerable in the game when you got into that stage. But you could actually feel the atmosphere in, in, the, in the stadium. And that's yeah. That's not that. It's not the first time. It's been for a long time. Well, it didn't happen too often because we were just more convincing. It's normal. I don't blame anybody for that from outside, from the stands. Not at all. Um, maybe this feeling was obvious. It's not done. It's not done in us that we had to. We had to. If you, if you have three two up in a game. So the good part of the story is obviously turning down and three two up. That, but that costs energy. So they, the boys came back from everywhere in the world, and you could see that Costas played two games, stuff like this, and the other boys didn't play for a while, um, like Hendo and, and these kind of things. That um, makes it more difficult. We were just in these moments, you have to control the game much better. I think we had this, we talked about controlling the game for two or three years, that we have to control it better. And this was definitely a moment where we should have controlled it better in possession. But we didn't. Um, and then it looks a bit like um, it looked today. Uh, was, yeah, it's not not a part of the game I like the most. That's clear. Andy, how much of a concern is it that the confidence issue, given that you come off? I know it was a while ago the Ajax performance, but that was a you mentioned yesterday that was a good base to, to come into this game from. And yeah, yeah, concerning. I'm not sure if it's the right word, but yeah, I can't ignore the fact. Um, but for sure, the IS game didn't give us any kind of rhythm because after that we left. So that's clear. So that's something you usually get from these kind of situations, um, and um, and momentum with the late goal, with the late winner, and these kind of things. So we could have taken a lot of things into the next game. Unfortunately, we didn't play. Um, since then, that's yeah, that, that feeling is pretty much gone. The boys played completely different systems, different opponents in different areas on the planet. Um, so that's nothing to do with that anymore. Um, we, how it always is. I, ex I, I, I want to know what 100% everybody expects from me now. The, um, two, three um, things that I say, and everybody feels okay. That's ah, if we do that, then it's then it's done. But how it always is in difficult moments in life and in football, you have to fight through. You have to fight through. You have to 
be ready to work so hard that you get step by step confidence back, momentum back. We had confident moments today, obviously, at least Bobby, um, <laughs> when he scored a second goal, you could see um, a lot of that. And we had other moments, good moments, but the passing game was not good today. We passed balls all over the place, which we, I think, um, that's now only to explain with not being confident at the moment. Not, not the general situation, just how the game started. We are, we are, we are, under, we are under pressure. We, cannot, we don't ignore that. We don't, it's not that we now increase it every day, but it's there. We want to be, do much better, we want to have more points, we want to be in a different area on the table. That's all clear. And then you are 2 0 down against a really good opponent. That's now as well the truth that they always cause us problems here. We had here games where we were running in between them and they're just playing between the lines and stuff like this. They do really well. And um, yeah, and we have to keep working. We're back on Monday, Paul Joyce, last one. It's three or four times a season that you've mentioned the slow starts, for example. Is that worry that that keeps happening? I have to I have to look back. It's now a slow start. How is that? This is a moment where we, where you it's normal you adapt. So be the bright uh, Brentford. When you play Brentford, then you watch them, and they play football against everybody, not against us. Just long balls. So you can expect that. But all of a sudden, might, they might start playing football because now it makes sense against Liverpool. So it's like it happens quite frequently that teams do differently against us than what we can prepare for if we don't play them like the fifth, sixth or seventh time. Um, and today was was a slow start, I'm not even 100% sure, it's just the, the start where, where our gaps in the areas where they wanted to play were too big, obviously. So they, they built up with the three in the back um, and, and so Bobby had to do differently. Midfield had a different, so we need to lead the, the passes to the outside. There we can go, but we got we were fixed with the fullbacks in the, in, the, in deep because of their wingbacks and all these kind of things. It's all it's it's not rocket science, but it happens. You realize it, you sort it because we have a lot of solutions. Meanwhile, but before we were in a in a solution mood, we were already tuned down. Then you saw the difference in the game. It was not that they now had one chance after the other. They had still their moments, no doubt about that. But then we started controlling the game better, scored the goal, went in half time, um, showed the boys two, three situations, came out, did much better, um, even without being now flying. Um, but it's normal. We, how is that? 2 1 down against an opponent who can counter attack as well, pretty well. Scored a 2 2, scored a 3 2. And now again, it's. I'm guilty as well. It's not that I thought now halfway through. No, I knew we have to work through it. And that's why we, we had these situations before, late equalizers, all these kind of things. And the teams who equalized in the past against us deserved it less than Brighton today. Um, it happened anyway. So it's a moment we have to really, really keep going through together. That's all what I can say. Um, we have to improve. That only happens if we perform. We have to perform more consistently. It's, I cannot say what everybody wants to hear now. It's just the, the reality. And um, how is that? That process started already, um, interrupted by press conferences, but, um, or press conferences and, and, and interviews. Um, but 
from tonight on. We will uh, we will prepare ranges and try to better. And I know, and then Arsenal is coming, and we saw glimpses of the game against Tottenham. They are outstanding in the moment, so that obviously is not an easy game. Um, but we will give it a proper try. Thanks, everyone. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Mike Holt from Go On The Match Podcast with my review on Liverpool 3, Brighton 3. <clears throat> um, deflating. Um, we just sort of look like exactly the, where we were before the international break in terms of performance on the pitch. Um, really disappointing. Um, obviously, being two goals behind, getting ourselves back into it, um, being in a winning position to then throw it away. Kind of felt... Similar to the game we played the um, Anfield last year when we drew two two, um, pretty polar, polar similar really. Um, <clears throat> starting lineup surprised me a little bit to see Cavalio in there. Um, I know he, the managers come out and said that Nunes and Diaz had apparently weren't a hundred percent going into this because of the international break. Um, but I would have rather have started them, seeing how Diaz came on and changed the game. Um, it really was a game of two halves, really. That first half was abysmal. It was pathetic. It was a bit like what we've seen all season. And then the second half, for large parts, maybe half an hour to 40, 40 minutes, we were brilliant. We looked back to ourselves. And then we go and throw it away. Um, substitutions baffled me a little bit, especially the Milner one coming on for Simicast. Didn't really understand that. And I think that backfired when we conceded the third Milner didn't know where he was positionally um, to pick Trossard up. Fair play to Brighton. They deserved deserved the point in the end. Um, you know, if if someone's going to come to Anfield and score a hat-trick for the opposition, can't remember the last time that was done, but, you know, I think they definitely deserved something out of it. Um, it's just disappointing for us because now we're falling far further and further behind. Um, you know, hopes of bringing a title home this year are looking very unlikely. Um, even if we'd have won that game, I think the performance has been off, really off. Um, starting to get a little bit worried about Trent. Um, for maybe 20 minutes in the second half, he looked good. For the rest, he looked off it. Um, I'm not, I th- I, you know, all the talk in the media about his defending and everything like that, it's obviously not helping him. It's going to his head. He, he doesn't look half the player he, he was. Still think he's yet to get an assist this season so far, which is also worrying, considering that's what he's in the team for, essentially. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure where we really go from this. I think first half, I was saying really that there's something tactically wrong with this setup at the moment. I think the manager and the coaching staff have asked the boys to go in this season doing something tactical and they're either not adapting to it or they can't do it. Um, either it's either one of those because they're struggling big time, um, and I think we need to revert back to, you know, last season, last season um, at the start of this year in January when Luis Diaz came into the team, we played a certain style. We were expansive. Um, we were direct. We were pulling teams apart, and when he came on for that first half an hour, that looked like where we were. But that first half, we didn't look anything like that. So I think we need to look at something tactically changing 
Um, otherwise, these results and these performances will persist. Um, Arsenal obviously winning today. Chelsea get a last-minute winner. Manchester derby tomorrow. Um, teams are really starting to pull away from us now, and it's getting a little worrying. Really poor performance from Liverpool, obviously, culminating in Brighton getting a late equaliser. And it was not that they didn't deserve from the game. I felt they could have scored more goals, but for the excellence of Liverpool's goalkeeper, not the last time you'd ever hear that. Obviously, he's absolutely fantastic player in his position. And again, shown that today because it could have got really embarrassing for Liverpool, especially within the first half of the game, in which Liverpool were absolutely all over the place at times. And it, it's not that we haven't already seen this season from Liverpool in the way that they can be hurt so quickly, so often, and often puncturing right through the centre of the team in which it only takes one or two passes for the opposition to be in a really advantageous position. And Liverpool's so vulnerable to conceding a goal. And, and this is something we haven't been accustomed to over recent years. We know Liverpool have been a great side. And one of the reasons for that is out of possession, they've been so disciplined, had such great organisations, such great distances between the players, the units of the team. But unfortunately, this season, I mean, the only way I can describe it is that in every game that Liverpool have played over, or the majority of the games that Liverpool have played over the last few years, although Liverpool sometimes, as any team, never came out on the right side of the results, I would say the majority of the time they did, however, they were always the dominant side in the game, you felt. So nine times out of ten, 99 times out of 100, they always had great control over the game, territorial dominance. You always believed that they even if they didn't get the results, were the superior team in the game. And Liverpool's games are resembling a basketball match at the moment. They look like an average Premier League team who are going punch for punch with the opposition. And it's a toss of a coin who ends up winning the game. And that was exactly how it was today. I mean, Brighton coming away with a point, but they easily could have won the game as well. And it's it's no different than we've seen from Liverpool in, in other games this season. I mean, I'm not going to go through them all, but in the majority of the games, they've been in the balance and could have gone either way, with, as I say, with the flip of a coin. So so there's massive problems for me in, in, in Liverpool and a lot bigger than just the results would tell as well. I think there's massive structural problems within the team in, in, in that the opposition allowed and, and able to cut through them so often at will and that isn't just the midfield either the midfield has been a, a talking point this season don't get me wrong I think it's been massively under par however other units within that team it's a collective when defending and there's no doubt that there's a major major problem and Liverpool have got two games coming up I, think, I believe anyway in Arsenal and Manchester City and you really fear for Liverpool if they're to, to go out and play the way they have this season and I think even at this point in the season, I mean, to give away the amount of points Liverpool have, and I don't actually believe that Liverpool have had the toughest schedule in terms of fixtures that they could have had. So when you factor that in and where they currently are in the Premier League table, I mean, I took a quick glance at it today, not that I have much this season, and Arsenal 11 points clear to Liverpool. Now, with the greatest will in the world, you've, you would say in previous seasons Liverpool can make that up and, you know, um, be in a position where they could overhaul Arsenal. But you look at the way Arsenal are playing and the way Liverpool are playing and you would not believe that that would be the case. And I'm, I'm not talking about going for the Premier League title here. I'm talking about just finishing in the top four. And I know I don't want to get ahead of ourselves in terms of that. It is still early. However, Liverpool look a team, to me, who are going to struggle to win back-to-back -back games at this moment in time. And this isn't now in the, the opening 
couple of league games in the season. This is a pattern. And yeah, huge worries for me. Huge worries. And that continues on today. I don't see this being a situation now where it's just a couple of bad games that has made your problems structurally within that side. And that's when you take away some of the... the Because indiv- you could talk about individuals all day. I mean, you know, I don't believe that some of the selections Klopp has made, I, I, again, today, for example, I don't believe that all of them have been absolutely perfect like in previous seasons or, or near to perfect. And I believe especially some of his substitutions during games have been really strange and, and not tip this, the balance of the scales in Liverpool's favour. However, let's just take away all them individual things at this moment in time and, and structurally Liverpool are nowhere near the team they have been in previous seasons. And it, not just sort of without the ball either. I mean, I look at the front line. I mean, who is it going to be Liverpool's starting centre-forward this season? Because I think that's a massive, a massive... It's going to have a massive impact on the season. I mean, we know it's always been Firmino, but Firmino's so different to a Jota and so, a massively different to a, a Darwin Nunes, who Liverpool has just paid out £65 million pounds for. I mean, this is a player... I mean, listen, it's only early doors, but I'm not going to ever judge players, especially with limited minutes. We know that he accumulates a lot of... Um, even in the, in the limited minutes that he's have, he, he, he accumulates a lot of threat on the opposition's goal. But is this a player that the Klopp's going to entrust to play in that centre-forward position? Because depending on who plays there, that has a massive effect on how Liverpool play with the ball as well. So I think that's a massive question at this moment in time. I mean, he got a minute today. And I know Klopp said some players were carrying injuries, but it is a little bit of a worry because Klopp has shown that if he believes a player to be of a particular level, i.e. Luis Diaz, then he's not scared to throw them in if he thinks they're going to be a massive game-changing difference. And that doesn't seem to be the case with Darwin Nunes at this moment in time. And I think it is a question that has to be asked, and it'll be really interesting to me to see who plays within that position in these two big games that Liverpool have got coming up. I mean, listen, again, we could go through individuals all day and say how poorly they've, they've played. I mean, just touching on Alexander-Arnold, I mean, that was a massive... Uh, Advocates of Klopp uh, post pre-match sorry press conference, and I think it was very similar to what I've mentioned on here before about Alexander Arnold having to defend in transition, very different to the 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 fullbacks of a, a, a bygone era, and obviously it's more difficult to be able to do that when you you know ret- trying to retain your pos- retain your position from a more elevated position when the ball's turned over. Of course, that's going to be more difficult to defend against, but there's no question that aspects of his defending which have been on show today where he's actually in a decent enough position to defend where he can see the game in front of him have to be better. There's no question that at times, as I mentioned before on these podcasts, his intensity to defend has to be better. There's just no question about that. But in general, obviously I was a, a big advocate and a believer in what Klopp said, but there's no question he had a poor 90 minutes today overall. And, and Van Dijk, again, who another player who a massive, no one can be a bigger fan. But again, there's just... All over Liverpool's team, there's there's players who are operating massively below the level that they previously had, and that is impacting Liverpool's ability to make sure the goals don't go in at one end and obviously score goals at the other end. And more importantly, well, I, I would say score goals. Liverpool are still scoring goals, but I would say being able to combine in the final third and, and put Liverpool in a position where 
they are fluent in that final third. And then you've got the midfield, who obviously have got massive problems both with and without the ball in there at this moment in time as well. And again, selection, who's going to play and, and what impact, how that impacts the team. So we're going all day. Liverpool have got massive problems for me at this moment in time. Look, a shadow of the former selves. And they've got some big, big games coming up. And if they don't get results in these games, they could have an awful long way to come back not to win in any league. I think that's already gone at this stage, but getting in the top four for me. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.